Okay, this morning we are going to continue with our series that we started two weeks ago on the emblems of the Holy Spirit. But before I share, I have a new joke. Okay, and uh, this joke goes like this. There's a lady takes her uh, pet duck to a veterinary doctor and said, uh, Doctor, doctor, I don't know what's happening to my duck. It's not moving. So the doctor looked at it and did uh, some tests and said, by the way, I want to tell you, it's dead. But she's like, no, I don't know what to do. You said it's dead, but can you run some tests? Doctor said, I have done my part. I want to declare it's dead. She's not leaving the place. She said, do some more tests. So the doctor reluctantly brought in a new Labrador. And the lab came up on the table where the duck was laid and the lab kind of smelled from the top to the bottom and then looked at the doctor and nodded the head and said, gone. And the lady said, no, do some more tests. So the doctor brought in the cat. Cat jumped on the table. Cat did the same, sniffed all over from the top of the head and the bottom of the feet and cat also said, no, it's gone. And... uh, So the doctor finally said, you know what, I've done all my tests, here is the bill. And he gave down a bill of 20,000 rupees, which is an equivalent of $350. And uh, and the lady was shocked, what What the heck, you give me $350 for diagnosing that dead duck? And the doctor said, well, if I would have just diagnosed by myself, it's just 200 rupees. (laughs) But I had to do some lab test and some CAT scan. (laughs) anyway lift up your bible and say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will speak to us you will reveal your heart to us and you will take us from one glory to another glory and all god's people say Amen. amen so we are actually continuing the series on the topic of emblems of the Holy Spirit. And we did, there are five emblems. We talked on only two of them. And today we're going to talk on the emblem called oil. And there are lots of emblems. One is called water. We talked about what water means, talks about humility. And then we talked about fire. We talked about what fire means, passion. And now we are talking about oil. Oil, uh, we will talk about what oil means. There's a lot of uh, therapeutic reasons why oil is used even now. Oil is used for healing and comfort and stuff like that. But I want to start with a a phrase. Uh, One of my heroes uh, uh, said this. Without God, man cannot. Without man, God will not. Have you heard this? This is from uh, John Wesley. I'll say this again. Without God, man cannot. Without man, God will not. And if you let this thought sink in your mind, it's amazing to see that prayer, our walk with Jesus, is not just something that you do on Sunday and then get along with your life on Monday. Many people live like hell on Saturday and then expect God to move like heaven on Sunday. It's not going to work. That's why still people do not find out where Garden of Eden is. Do you know that? They can't find out because Eden is not a place. Eden means it's a spot, a moment, a presence of God. That means wherever you go, you take the presence of God with you. 
and and this statement actually literally transformed my heart why because it says without god man cannot we can never function john 15 says you can never be fruitful without me what does that mean it means you can live but you cannot live something eternally significant without the author and and the same is true without man god will not so i want to start off by saying god is in the business of restoration so when we talk about the emblems of the holy spirit oil is also thinking about restoring is also thinking about bringing us back to the original design because everyone has an original design no one is just a photocopy amen okay so a lot of things oil talks about isaiah 61:3 says i'm reading from the new life version i will give them the oil of joy instead of sorrow and a spirit of praise instead of spirit of no hope it talks about comfort and then in the lexicon bible it says in hebrews 1 verse 9 your god has anointed you with the olive oil of joy more than your companions and then in luke 10:34 oil talks about healing good samaritan story going over to him the samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them oil also talks about light illuminating you know the story of a wise and the foolish virgins from matthew 25 verses 3 and 4 where it says when the foolish took the lamps they took no oil with them but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps and then in exodus 29:7 i'm just running this with scripture so that we'll get to the main part of the message it talks about consecrating you shall take the anointing oil from the american standard version it says you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him and then in exodus 30:30 30, it says you shall anoint aaron and his sons and consecrate them and they may serve me as priest and then in isaiah 61 it talks about anointing for the service the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me and commissioned me and then again it's kind of recorded again in luke 4:18 which is the same thing what jesus took and read when he went into the synagogue and it was a given that time a papyrus a roll and he was reading that and the scripture that he was supposed to read is from isaiah that wrote down 700 years ago when jesus was not even born and the guy who prophesied about jesus was sawed in off that's what hebrews talks about somewhere for the name of jesus were even sawed in off so luke 4:18 says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor that's in the philips translation that was cory tumboom's how many of you know cory tumboom anybody heard cory tumboom okay she helped many people to rescue from the holocaust and that was her favorite version of the english bible and it goes like this the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and the poor can be physically poor materially poor but also spiritually poor when you don't have christ you are poor hello amen so here it's interesting see the word anointing is kind of repeats again and again the word anointing the best expression i can give the word anointing is god's ability and power in me to do things that i can never do on my own amen that's what anointing means anointing does not mean to scream 
your lungs out. Anointing does not mean to be holy rollers or frozen propsicles. Anointing basically means God's ability and power in me to do things that I can never do on my own. Grab someone's hand and say, God's ability and power in you is the anointing of God. Amen. Alright. So Acts 10 verse 38. It goes on like this from the Passion Version. Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power and did wonderful things for others. Divinely healed all who are under the tyranny of devil. For God had anointed him. The lot of significant uh, meanings about the oil. Oil talks about illuminating, anointing, healing. But the number one thing I want to focus here, oil also talks about joy. Amen. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 61, He gave us oil of gladness, oil of joy. And when you have oil of joy, it does not mean happiness. We confuse happiness with joy. Happiness happens. My favorite soccer team was Real Madrid. And then I met a beautiful girl from Barcelona. And I still remember in 2009 when I went to see and the dinner table, everyone was sitting there. And my brother-in-law is a Barca fan. And the first question he asked, he didn't ask me, are you doing well? Nothing. He asked, Charles, do you like Barca? I put my fork down. I looked around. All their eyes were like, you know, when Jesus said, today the scripture has been fulfilled in... (laughs) They all were looking. And I said, you know what? Of course, Barca. I need my girl, man. (laughs) Inside like traitor, you know. (laughs) So every time when Barca defeated by Real Madrid, there is an unspeakable joy that erupts inside of me, which I don't share. (laughs) So this is what means happiness happens. When you watch your... The favorite thing is when I watch El Clasico, the team between Barca and Madrid place that's my favorite thing happiness happens but joy is nothing to do with the happenings joy is the presence of God in the midst of challenges amen that's what I want to highlight here joy is nothing to do see people say joy is oh absence of problem that's not true joy is not absence of problem joy is the presence of God in the midst of your problem amen that's what David could able to prophesy and say this boldly. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, your rod and your staff comforts me. He didn't say, though I walk through this beautiful buffet or walk through this beautiful pier and walk through this beautiful shopping mall. No, I walk through the valley of shadow of death. How many of you know sometimes life sucks? Sorry, I, this is my way of talking English is not my first language so sucks is not pleasant right how many of you went through unpleasant time but there is something in your life that is impossible to comprehend from a non-believer and a believer is this he may go through the same thing but you may go through the same exact stuff but you can say I am joyful 
What does that mean? It's nothing to do with circumstances. It's the presence of God. Amen. So I want to talk about joy. The greatest desire that enemy has towards us is to kill the joy. So when you take the joy out of Christian life, who we are? We are just religious rut people. That's it. We are just religious people. And there is another term for that. It's called constipated people. What's that? It basically means no outgoing, just stuffed and you stink. You're not a fragrance anymore. And I want to talk about joy. I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit, emblems of the Holy Spirit, oil of gladness, when it's poured upon us, how can we walk in joy? And the Bible says three things about enemy. Steal, kill and destroy. He steals your joy so that you have no desire to live. After stealing your joy, he kills your passion, your dream to live. And finally, it destroys your destiny. And that's why these are the three main tactics enemy comes through. Through deception, through temptations and through accusation. Deception is very deceiving. Okay? And accusation. What is accusation? See, accusation basically means enemy points out where you did wrong. That's why the Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren, also the sistren. Right? He stands there. That's why you can never partner with the accuser. Accusation is very subtle. It comes in a form that we don't even realize. That's why you have to watch out. So accusation and then temptation. And the third one is deception. So we have to watch out for that. So I wrote down here, there are six or seven points here. How I'm going to keep my joy. So the title is, it's, it's going to like this. I'm going to keep my joy. The first one is this. I'm going to keep my joy by not comparing myself with others. See, that's a joy killer. That's a joy stealer. The moment you start comparing, you're on the dead end. Why? Because two things happens when you compare. First, there is going to be always somebody who is doing a better job than you. Right? So you feel discouraged. Number two, there is going to be always who do lesser job than you. Then you feel pride. Pride and discouragement are a dead end. God can never use a prideful person. Hello? So, when we talk about oil of gladness, I need to protect this oil of gladness. Remember John 1.32 says, Holy Spirit came in a form of a dove and it remained on Jesus when he came out of the water. That means, when I am filled with the Holy Spirit, I need to protect the one who lives in me. The greatest privilege you and me have is to host the presence of God. The greatest privilege. You and me carry that greatest responsibility. It's also a privilege, also a responsibility. Amen. So I need to protect the presence of God. How can I protect? By not comparing myself with others. So don't compare your ministry, your house, your lawn, your motorbike, your phone, your wife. Nothing with others. Amen. Okay. Listen. 
this is what one indian poet kannadasan says don't take all your success in your mind you will grow pride don't take all your failures in your heart then you will grow in discouragement if you take your success to your mind you go prideful like oh man i know it all you take your failures to your heart you go discouraged you know you don't eat a scoop of ice cream you you eat a bucket of ice cream that's what discouragement does okay so an average male struggles in this identity masculinity and sexuality why because they are always comparing i said this in the life group men this generation are the ones who struggle the most why because constantly they are told you are not man you need to put you go boss to show that you are the boss hello you need to wear someone to show that you are somebody is it interesting why because we are constantly bombarded you turn any television you turn everything everything tells you what you do outside defines who you are inside god is recently taking us in a journey where he is challenging us your identity is does not come from what you do but that comes from who you are in christ amen so that's my first thing i'm going to keep my joy by not comparing myself with others when i compare i go prideful or i get discouraged so i need to guard my heart i am a unique masterpiece amen so each and every one is a unique when god created you he broke the mold after he created you that's it there is no one else that's it you are unique tap someone and say you are unique amen you are not a photocopy who you are is 100% pakka original pakka means pure pakka original amen number 2 i'm going to keep my joy by not trying to please people this is another big one why because the more you try to please people the unpleasing person is you you will be the most dissatisfied more challenged person in the world why you're trying to please everyone you know god doesn't even please everyone do you know that how many of you get up in the morning and you said i wish it rains i wish it's a little bit colder i wish it's you know it's sunny imagine if that was the case it's like bruce almighty when the guy pressed the enter button it's like everybody won the lottery it's like a dollar and 50 that's what happens we try to please everybody come on guys i choose not to please anyone why because my goal is to please the father my goal is to do what god has called me to do that's it i'm not here to focus on other people's agenda world may give you agenda i wrote down this opinion of other people cannot change your purpose amen just because i got an opinion from someone is not going to change the direction and the destiny that god has for me amen so this is very important when we try to please people we lose joy and in other words you know why we try to please people and this may be shocking to hear for some of you the reason why we please people because we have a fear of man or fear of disapproval and that's why we please people 
we feel if we are rejected what's going to happen i don't want to be rejected the one thing everybody craves in this world regardless of you're from a first world second world third world fourth world you're from anywhere in this world one thing everybody craves is to belong to belong everyone wants to feel that sense of longing somewhere and we don't want to be rejected and that's why we do stupid stuff when i was 15 years old my friend introduced me to smoking and he said this is how you need to do if you wanted to pick girls you want to be hero you have to do what superstar did and he's twisted the cigarette you know some of you know tamil movies yeah they twist the cigarette and catch it and i did it but it was other way around <laughs> and i did it in front of the girl that i had crush and i i still not forget i'm 42 years old now i still not forget the laugh that she had on me because i try to please someone so that i can belong there and we do that even now even ministers do that people do that trying to get approval my friends you don't need to get approval we are already approved by god amen put your hand on your heart and say i am approved by god regardless of the opinion of people the opinion of people is not going to change my purpose this is who you are guys i i tell you guys this is who you are the more you realize this it took me long to set this thing because i grew up in a culture where you got a please uncle is telling one thing auntie is telling weird uncle is telling every family has got at least one weird uncle yes i have at least three my family is little bit more blessed um, extraordinary anyway okay the next one i am going to keep my joy by not focusing on criticism and conflict these are real dangerous stuff why because people get discouraged when they are criticized and then they just cannot handle conflict one challenging things i have noticed here in 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 our culture i don't know how it is in western culture but indian culture we are so scared to confront yes or no it's it's very very challenging to confront so what do we do we kind of create a face save culture what is that face save culture appearance shows that i am okay with you but the moment i turn my back from you it's a chaos that's why some people when they will say oh you want to come home yeah sure but they never come you want to come to church yeah sure i'll be there and you call them this telephone number does not exist <laughs> why because we are scared to confront we are scared of conflicts and we don't want to deal with criticism and i have found one thing when the area of criticism you know i tend to ask these two questions when people criticize me criticism is good without criticism you cannot grow positive criticism is good i need criticism we all need criticism but two things you need to ask when you are criticized ask this if it is true is this true if this is true change it if it is not true that's the second question forgive the person who criticized you and move on amen it's that's the hardest part forgive that person and move on 
and sometimes you find more criticism in the social media why because you can hide behind a screen nobody can see you and you can say whatever you want i call them wimps hello because the world is full of criticism everybody says something as an opinion full of stuff but you know what when people criticize you ask this question if it is true change it you say thank you thank you lord you move why you change because the more you add value to yourself the more valuable you become i want to declare over you and papa's house in the name of yeshua that you will overcome this criticism and conflict because you have the joy of the lord amen that's why the bible says the joy of the lord is my strength what does that mean you are criticized you take it it's true change it not true bless it move on and you will be blessed amen, amen. number 4 i'm going to keep my joy by being authentic and not fake it you know as i told you some of you might know my testimony i grew up in a pentecostal church and uh, my dad was a pentecostal minister and uh, all we did my early age was just church we had church every day monday sunday morning 8:45 we'll start with praising and worship and then the church starts at 9:30 go finishes at 12:30 and then we have sunday school evening service you know monday meeting tuesday meeting wednesday bible study thursday cottage prayer friday women's prayer even on women's prayer i was there i was the sound guy you know and i was there church was my everything and i grew up in that but one thing i have noticed it's not true i'm not making a broad strokes on this one thing i have noticed we tend to live two kinds of life that's what i noticed a stage life and off stage life and i want to tell you guys this is not where i get my authority from if i am a mess with my wife and kids i am zero in front of you God never first planted Holy Ghost International Church and called Pastor Adam and Pastor Eva. He started a family. If you are a mess there, you can never be successful. Many times we try to find our identity on the stage, an authority on stage. This is 45 minutes all you can get. Hello? And this is not how we going to gain our authority. Am I a good father? am i a faithful husband by the way faithfulness does not have any feeling do you know that hello faithfulness is a choice god was faithful god never had a feeling kuch kuch hota hai time so he was faithful to his the broken fellows like us no faithfulness has no feelings that means you choose to be faithful you choose to love you choose to stay committed you choose to honor amen first peter 37 says honor your wives so that your prayer will be answered i set my phone alarm every day 3 7 pm <laughs> it rings and i say lord help me to honor my wife eunice amen why because the more i give honor what happens amen so this is what i wrote down here people are not looking for actors people are looking for someone who can be authentic the world is full of actors but someone who is authentic who can say you know what i'm a mess like you but god took my mess and turned into a message i have scars like you but god came he turned into stars amen the simple 
I get to do, the more God blesses me. That means, it doesn't mean we have to just, you know, complicate life. Life is simple. Religion complicates it. Religion says you have to climb up to God. We can never climb up to God. That's what kingdom says. God came down. Amen. So I'm going to keep my joy by being authentic and not fake it. What is fake? Pretense. Fake is pretense. You're proving to somebody that you are not inside. That's what, there is a Greek word, the word sincera means without wax, which means no pretense. In the Greek columns they used to have, some of the columns they will put sincera, which means without cracks. Some columns they will have crack and they will wax it up to hide the cracks. And sometimes we try to pretend. On Sunday everybody shows up a nice face, but then go home, treat your wife bad, mistreat your kids, cheat your taxes. You know, give bribe, take dowry. And you call dowry as a, a blessing from the Lord. And look at caste. You know, when you look at a caste to get married, you are more demonic possessed. Racism, caste are all not from the father of lights. Amen? Amen? I said this in life group. I want to share this. We are human basically means humus, which basically means dirt, and man, which is hell-ish, which, is, which means spirit. Spirit living in dirt. Hello? So, never compare your dirt with another dirt. Say this after me. My values, my values. does not come from my valuables. My self-worth does not come from my net worth. See, these are dirt. That's what the world says. Oh, look, oh, Indian dirt. Oh, American dirt. Oh, Spanish dirt. Oh, there's another Indian dirt. And to, even in India, we have dirts. That's why all this South Indian actress has been imported from North India because they have pale complexion. So messed up we are. We are dirt. End of the day, dirt. L-ish. The spirit lives in the dirt. That's what Emmanuel, God lives in dirt. Come on, I'm preaching good. Say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. So this is what it means. Never compare your dirt with another dirt. You know what? Trying to be authentic means being real. Not fake it. Not trying to put... You know, the greatest business in India is the cosmetic industry. One billion US dollars Indians spend on fair and lovely to make themselves white. Okay, number five. I am going to keep my joy by not performing or being perfect but leaning on the anointing of Jesus. See, performance is good. See, we are not coming here and doing a mediocre stuff. You know, the, the whole week they are practicing. Saturday they practice until 10.30. They come here. But that's, 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 we need to do excellence. We come here, we put two things together, we make sure it's clean, the audio is clear, the video is clear, the sound system is good, so no jarring noises. We are working on this. Performance is not necessarily a bad thing. But what happens when we focus too much on performance and not on the anointing of God, what happens is we can just impress people. You see, I don't want to impress people or impact people. I want to see people transformed. I can impress people with my eloquent statement. I can impact people by my 
challenging journey that I have gone through. But impressing and impacting is not cut the things through. What's going to cut it is the anointing of God. And that's what it's going to transform. Religion looks for external modification. Kingdom looks for heart transformation. Amen? See, I'm not here to impact you or impress you. Wow, that statement. Wow, nice. Yeah, but tomorrow there's going to be another statement that's going to come even going to be better than yours. Hello? What's going to transform is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That's why I wrote down excellence means doing your very best. There is that doesn't mean you have to be sloppy and mediocre. Sometimes we think, how did I preach? How did I sing? How did I organize? How did I do this and that? You know, we need to be excellence. But excellence basically means doing your very best. And that's about it. But the most important thing is the anointing of Jesus. You know, it will be so awkward in this place. We have all of this and not the presence of Jesus. Can you imagine? Can you imagine one Sunday coming to Papa's house and you don't encounter the presence of Jesus? Ah, I don't want to come to the church, man. No, I'll be the first person not to come to Papa's house. I don't care if the rest of the things all fails. This is my prayer. God, I pray that people will encounter your presence like never before. Amen? When we speak, when we sing, when we give a hug, the presence of God is not just a good, nice, warm feeling. The presence of God is when you know that the word of God has come deep inside of you and it has settled and remained in your heart. And this produces tangible transformation. Amen? That's my prayer, that you will be the mobile carriers of the presence of God. When people rub you, they will smell the presence of God, not smell religion. Amen? Turn to you, someone and say, when people rub you, they will smell the fragrance of Jesus. They will never smell religiosity. Amen? This is it. That's what I wrote down here. Very simple. When you keep your joy, what happens? You're not focused on performance or trying to be perfect. By the way, how many of you are single? Can I see your hands? Okay. Single, 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 unavailable. I was single and available long time ago. And then there's only one perfect girl in this world. And that was my wife. And I took her. And there was only one perfect guy. And she took me. So the rest of you, just deal with it. Okay? So... Perfect. Sometimes we say, oh, I need the perfect guy. I want the six-pack guy. You know, I don't have a six-pack. I have six-in-one-pack. You know, it's called a combo offer. Sometimes we have this long list, no? And then by the time we, you know, we give God so much idea and then it's nonsense. God is not asking us to be perfect. God, you know, we are walking, walking towards the perfection of Jesus. That's true. You know, Hebrews talks about it. But what we are called is to embrace. Just we are broken, we embrace the broken person and walk because Christ in me is going to make things perfect. Amen? Sometimes we ask, oh, if I have this, you know, when iPhone 6 came, 
when people are using iPhone 5, they are saying, if I get the 6, I'll be more happy. And then it came 7, now they came 10, I don't know, 11, 12, many came. And people are depressed who got iPhone 6. Because why? Because you can't find your fulfillment on things. It's impossible. When I drive this car, when I get this promotion, when I get married to this girl, when I get this dowry, or when I get this big church, when I build this dream, you know, God has put in our hearts some dreams, and it's there. We are in a season of Adulam. Adulam is a season where nothing grows, you are just stuck. But God is proving again and again, pruning in us that your success is not your identity. Amen. Sometimes we want instant gratification. We have an instant culture we are. Everything is instant, quick. I want to get the results now. That's why God calls us in Isaiah 61, you and me are oaks of righteousness. He didn't say you and me are mushrooms of righteousness. Mushroom just need one rain. Hello? Oaks takes ages. I don't know whether anybody saw California redwood trees. They are like 200 years old, 500 years old. Some of them, it takes 20 people to round and hug the tree. Ridiculous. You know? They are big. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes, put your hand on your heart and say, I am an oak of God's righteousness. God is pruning in me. God is working in me for His greater purpose. Amen? So don't Abort the journey. Enjoy the journey. Sometimes it's challenging. You know in wilderness nobody is there. It's just you. That's it. One person is there. You know who put you in wilderness? God put you in wilderness. God wants you in the wilderness. Devil also wants you in the wilderness. God wants you in the wilderness because... Devil, sorry. Devil wants you in the wilderness because he wants to kill you. God wants you in the wilderness because you can kill the works of the devil. Amen? Amen? That's why... That's why sometimes, you know, wilderness is not a happy moment. Sometimes it sucks. Life sucks. But you know what? I may go through the valley of shadow of death, but your rod and your staff comforts me. Why? Because goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? Number six, I'm going to keep my joy by connecting consistently with the Lord. You know, sometimes... We connect with social media, YouTube, Facebook, WhatsApp, Twitter, you know, many apps and we are connected so easily with that and I use them all and it's not wrong in any way but sometimes we are not consistently connecting with the Lord. What happens when you connect with the Lord? Two things happen. I get to love people as Jesus loves. Number two, I am more than a conqueror even when I get surprise attacks from the enemy. That's what happens when I get connected with the Lord. And connection with the Lord is not a ritual. Every day you get up in the morning, read one chapter, pray five minutes and do your cross thing and then get out. That's not connection. Connection is, it's a real relationship. See, I'm married to my wife for eight years. It's not every morning I just come and say, I'm your husband, I love you. No, it's not going to cut it. My commitment, my faithfulness, my love in action, my understanding about her, taking care of her needs. That's what means. That's what means relationship. Relationship is not something monotone. It's not something you just talk, 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 talk. Hello? Prayer is not you talking. Prayer 
listening. Religion tells you, you talk to God. Kingdom tells you, shut up. He wants to talk to you. Hello? Many of us come from a religious background. We go with a list. We do. Lord of Lords, King of Kings, glory to God. And we bring the list. Boom. And then we finish. On the other hand, Jesus is there with the phone listening to all of this. Hello, son, son. And then you say, all glory and honor. God knows he's going to finish it. Because every time when you say all glory and honor, you're wrapping up your prayer time. And that's it. You turn off the phone. And God will think, oh yeah, he's going to come back again tomorrow with the same list. That's what happens. It's a monotone. We just talk, 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 talk to God. Listen to me. Prayer is not talking. Prayer is listening. Amen? That's what the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31. It says, those who wait upon the Lord. The word wait means hanging there. It's, in the, it's written in a Middle Eastern culture. So you need to understand what does that mean. When people, when you go to a Middle Eastern home, even in India, you go, the guest waits on you. They stand there and waits on you. Make sure that you eat well. That's the wait, an eager expectation that you're waiting, you're sharing, you're waiting upon the Lord. So you don't go there and you say, God, give me this, give me that. You know, you wait there. Sometimes you just, you know how you wait? You just be, you turn on a worship song or sit there. You just wait. Listen, distraction is a killer for prayer. Busyness is a killer of prayer. The more you're proscleaned in the presence of God, he renews. That's why the Bible says you don't know what to pray, the Spirit prays on your behalf. Why? Because then the next verse says, all things work together for good. For those who love God, who called according to His purpose. You go with the opinions of people, but that opinion is not going to change your purpose. Why? You are constantly renewed. Last point. It says, I'm going to keep my joy so I can be focused on my purpose. Look at this verse, Hebrews 12. In the Passion Translation, it says, For the joy, that words in Hebrew means shimsha, means party, set before Jesus, that he would endure the cross, the agony, shame, and conquered its humiliation, and it's exalted on the right hand of God, the throne of God. When you don't know your purpose, you are confused. When you don't know your purpose, you are lost. When you don't know your purpose, you try to fulfill everybody's advice. And guess what happens? You lose joy. This morning the Holy Spirit wants to pour the oil of gladness over you so that you will fill with purpose. I wrote down here, Proverbs 19.21, many are the plans of the man, but the purpose of the Lord prevails. Do you know purpose is more important than plans? Purpose is more powerful than plans and purpose precedes plans. In other words, you get your purpose not from your wife, not from your job. Purpose is something you will only find out when you connect with the one who made you. Amen? And many times we are trying to find purpose through others. What should I do? What should I do? Come on. The purpose is inside. We are inherently made. When God made us, He already made a purpose. That's why He made us. He didn't make, you know, but sometimes some Indian families, they talk to the other Indian families and they talk about kids. They say, we never expected her, you know. Suddenly happened. It just came. 
one pastor was telling in another pastor eighth daughter he was explaining we never expected her suddenly came and the girl looks so anguished you know you didn't come suddenly and god was not chewing his nails and say what are we going to do what are we going to do no when you were born god already knew jeremiah 17 says you before you are formed in the mother's womb i knew you amen how do we find our purpose by connecting with the one who created original design has a designer and this morning it's easy to figure out everybody's advice and lose joy but when we stay connected with the presence of god he is the one who restores us my prayer for you is this that the anointing of the holy spirit will come upon you isaiah 61 says he has given us oil of joy instead of spirit of heaviness you know why heaviness comes heaviness comes when we try to do what we are not supposed to do and i believe today god wants to do an exchange he wants to take your heaviness and give you spirit of joy he wants to take the garment of heaviness and give you garment of praise another translation says garment of celebration in other words garment of party amen do you want that i want the oil of joy every day amen this is holy spirit holy spirit is job is to reveal the spirit of christ and what is spirit of christ do he brings us back to the father